One of the more difficult parts of my priestly ministry, and also one that has been a great blessing, uh, has been the administering of the anointing of the sick, uh, sometimes also known as last rites and extreme unction. And uh, it is difficult, you know, walking into some of these sorrowful situations where a cherished member of one's family is gravely ill or gravely injured, where, um, you know, death's presence can be very tangible, almost uh, as tangible as the curtains in that very room closing out the sun. And it is even more difficult walking into these situations when that cherished one is just too young, an infant, a child, a young parent, or when the cherished one was involved in some tragic, sudden, unexpected accident. It is difficult to find the right words in these situations when, you know, a mother is besides herself and just barely manages to get out three questions in between uncontrollable sobs. Why would my 13-year-old try to take their life? What did I do wrong? Why would God allow this? Often, at times, words fail us. Words fail me. And you know what? That's okay. That's perfectly okay. These situations used to be a lot more difficult for me because I put too much on myself. I thought that I had to have all the right answers, that I had to say the right things, that I was supposed to bring comfort and solace when all alone, I could do none of these things by myself. That it would not be my words, but the word, Jesus Christ, who would give me the words I needed, who would, uh, in his presence in me, in my priesthood, in the oil, and the sacrament itself, it is in these things that he would bring comfort. That long, you know, treatments of the problem of evil are just simply not nearly as effective as the prayers of the church, Christ's presence in the moment, and Christ's most intimate presence in the silence. One of the most beautiful moments that occurs in the anointing of the sick is just uh, when I simply place my hands on who is sick and I just invoke the Holy Spirit and I say nothing. And I just linger in that moment and I let Christ do the work. It has been one of the most uh, powerful moments for me, you know, in that whole sacrament and also uh, for those who I'm often anointing. And I was reminded of this beautiful, intimate moment uh, that occurs uh, in the sacrament when praying with today's readings. In the first reading, Elijah did not hear God in the wind or the earthquake or the fire, but in the silence. That is when he heard a tiny whispering sound in the silence. When we understand the plight of Elijah, when we understand that he was fleeing from the bad king Ahab and his terrible wife Jezebel, when we understand that he was fleeing away from uh, the noise and sin of the world, we can understand the value of silence. I'm coming off a five-day silent retreat, and so I've been just so much more conscious of this value of silence. And um, 
often how I'm just so constantly tempted uh, to fall back to noise, you know, uh, that I have not protected and held silence as sacred as I ought and have so often caved into distraction and noise and still do. God needs silence in order to speak in our lives, in order to intimately communicate himself to us and reveal his plan for our lives, that which most lends to our thriving and happiness, salvation. But why is it that we always fall back into the noise, the noise of the world? Why do we, when God begins to whisper into our hearts, we shut the door? I believe the gospel gives us the answer. We lack faith. Peter, when his eyes are fixed on the Lord, when his heart trusts in him, he is able to do miraculous things. He is able to walk on water, and it is if the laws of nature do not apply to him. Only God's law of love remains. But what happens? He's distracted by the storm, by the surging of the waves, and so he looks back to the world, and his faith fails him. The world, its distractions, its delusions are constantly pressing on us, but they are distractions that, by the grace of God, we should and can keep at bay, and that we do so when, through an effort of the will in cooperation with God's grace, we make time for silence, time for prayer. Faith calls us to move away from our old ways, to care less about what others think about us and more of what Jesus thinks about us. But if we fail to change uh, the world around us, if we fail to change our own environment, and if uh, when a lull in the day presents itself and we just revert back to the noise with music and social media and other distractions, how can we expect the changing of the bread and wine here today on the altar into Christ's body and blood to change us, we who cannot even change the littlest thing in our environment. Embrace silence. Turn from the world. Change your environment and change your life for the good. Give just 10 minutes of good silence to God in this upcoming week and be prepared for your world to change. And in time, the world.